In November, over 12,000 attendees gathered in Las Vegas for Health 2022, the preeminent event for health innovation. Now in its fifth year, the event seeks to accelerate engagement across the health ecosystem through an interactive format that encourages deeper connections and thought-provoking discussions. As the conference concluded, I had the chance once again to sit down and chat with two of my favorite colleagues, James Ada, the Director of Strategy and Business Development for Metacomp Systems, and Greg is Fitton, Account Director at Amendola Communications. Take a listen as we give our thoughts on the event and what the future may hold. Well, here we are at Health 22 in Las Vegas and back with me again, as we like to do at every conference we're at, James Ada from Medicop Systems and Grace Vitton from Amendola Communications. I wanted to say, oh gosh, the band is back together again, but actually with all the music around here, I kind of feel like we're on a reunion tour. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> like every 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 six months, we have a reunion tour. <laughs> Works for me. Absolutely. <laughs> well, before we start talking about Health 22 um, here in Vegas, of course, we start every episode wanting to know if you had to describe yourself as a tagline, uh, what would it be in, in keeping in the spirit of Health 22? Uh, let's uh, hear a Health 22 tagline. Ms. Vinton, I'm going to start with you. I would say champion of patient-centered frictionless care. Frictionless care. Yeah. Like it's it. a common theme I've been mm-hmm. hearing nonstop, and I love that it's patient-centered. It's kind of shifting the model of what works in the workflow to what works for the patient and the caregiver. Right, right. James? Uh, So for me, I always care about data, and this is all about taking data into the future and what you can do with it, which is there. So I think that that is, you know, since health inception in in 2017, um, you know, really, I think, focus in on the innovation innovation side of healthcare, right? Uh, And so... So what you're both talking about, I think, from a tagline sort of fits in with uh, what they really kind of hit home uh, year in and year out. So let's so let's let's talk about Health 22, and let's certainly talk about if we can step back. And I'd love to talk about actually the, if if you were at the opening remarks for for the conference. Yes, I was at the opening remarks, but I was also at the first panel, which oh, was were, the right. morning. That was in the morning. <laughs> before the opening remarks yeah. happened. And yeah. what I loved about the first panel, it started off with Arun Hadi from Med City News. She was moderating the panel, and she shared her patient's story. And she said, this was my experience with my brother and having to caregive for him when he was sick with cancer and he died. And it was a terrifying, terrible experience for myself and my family. In fact, we got a bill for an ambulance ride after he died because they weren't in network. An ambulance, not in network. This is the problem. And it really set the tone for the conference. And I think really kind of amplifying the patient story in some of what's happening in healthcare was really impactful and it gave permission to the panelists to also share their stories and really kind of bring about this this kind of culture of let's talk about this problem and let's talk about how it relates to us personally in addition to bringing in innovation to the process where can it fit in where can we make care less more frictionless yeah how'd you start your conference so i did not make it to the opening remarks but i did make it to mickey tripathi the national coordinator coordinator for health so onc part of the white house um and you know he was really talking about 
the trajectory of health infrastructure, if you will, in the United States over the years, you know, with ARRA and finally now with the anti-information blocking rules that were part of the 21st Century Cures Act and that going into effect October 6th of this year and what that means sort of going forward for this entire industry to finally really be turning on the spigots of sharing clinical data and 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 realizing that dream that we've been hearing about since the 90s about you know having a, a nation that finally shares the data between all the different actors and so i think we're going to we're, we're going to see that a lot more than it has been before but we're already seeing that with all sorts of different models um, inside the the hall in the, in the exhibit hall here at health too and truly data is the new oil and i think at health we've seen, not only is healthcare data more important than ever in healthcare IT, but in pharma as well. And investors are taking notice. So the audience here, I've really seen it be, you know, a third pharma, a third health IT, and a third vendors trying to reach those folks. I started my conference um, this year at the Open Remarks, and and they did this at, at, at Vive in March, but, you know, they really began that opening remarks with some sobering statistics mm. about healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really sort of, you know, at the end of these very sobering statistics, asked the question, you know, is healthcare better today than it was 20 years ago? You know, 20 years ago, when the start of, you know, what I would call the, you know, very beginnings of this sort of digital transformation of how healthcare is delivered in this country. And that question has really stuck with me. Now, now they they they, in, they ended on a, a high note where they brought um, they brought uh, that little girl from the Ukraine that that, that subway singing um, the song from Frozen and went viral around the world. Obviously, and they brought her in, and that was a was a very beautiful thing, right? So I was glad to see that. But the, the question still stuck in my mind, right? For you know, twenty years have gone by, and the last twenty years where a lot has happened. Um, since the early two, early 2000, you know, it's George W. Bush, you may recall, who really, you know, just from a legislative standpoint, really began this process and, the, you, know, you know, basically started the ONC and, mm-hmm. and why not David Brailer and these names oh, that yeah. people who have been around, you know, recognize. And that question made me think, uh, you know, COVID aside, 20 years of technology and, quote, innovation, um, incentives through the government. Uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a patient, is my health care any better today generally than it was 20 years ago? I would say that the focus for the past 20 years has been physically saving lives, not necessarily, you know, making the process seamless or making the process better for patients and caregivers, but physically saving lives. And I think people are realizing that's that's not enough anymore. <laughs> you got to save lives, but it also has to be an experience that is, um, is is a good experience for all involved, for the patient, for the caregiver, for the physician. Everybody needs to have an improved experience. It's not just about saving lives. It's about that experience in addition to saving lives. So has saving lives gotten better? I would say so. I mean, there's been tremendous progress in oncology, many specialties, but in terms of the experience of care, that's where I think we're faltering, and I think that's where virtual care that's been developed recently is changing the game. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah. So the the other thing, I mean, one of the things that Mickey Tripathi said in his opening remarks or his his remarks were, you know, when this was originally sold to the nation, you know, transitioning into health technology, one of the mm. major things was we're we are seeing over a hundred thousand a hundred thousand deaths due to medical errors. Right. right. Medi- medication related was was a huge one. I would think at this point, and I don't know the numbers, but certainly with the advent of drug-to-drug interaction checking and, you know, SureScripts and Rx Hub bringing um, all of the, the patient's um, med- medications to any given provider at any time, those are the kinds of things that there's no question that advances have been there. And so I am certain that that, that number has changed dramatically from that standpoint. But to Grace's point, the idea of is, is, is care frictionless? Is there seamless transition, transitions of care between one provider and, not, and the next? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think both of our taglines today kind of speak to that. It's can you get the data from one place to another, to, to the person on the other end, whether that's the patient or the provider? And can you make those transitions of care seamless and frictionless? Uh, one of the one of the words that I heard thrown around from a, a friend of mine, Amy Gleason, who yeah, we both are yeah, yeah. We're friends mm-hmm. with, um, you know, they talk about uh, care navigators, mm-hmm. and so you know that's one of the ways that you can make that transition more seamless and, and frictionless is to have someone helping you, a physical person helping you navigate, and that's a gigantic gap that you know exists. Can you automate some of that? Can you make that virtual to a certain extent? You know, these are new ideas that we're hearing tossed around a lot here. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love the fact that you both, you know, understand the history of what's happened in the last two decades. I mean, you're, you know, you're actually hearkening back to that very famous article to air is human. E-R-R, that's, that's exactly right. right. You, know, you got right? it. You so knew the reference. I, I wow. I did know the reference point. I did. I did. I did. You know, but technology, of course, and just perhaps other underlying conditions and, and, and of course, COVID, you know, creates other challenges. You know, that obviously, you know, Medicop Systems, your CMO, mm-hmm. Dr. Jay Anders, you know, you talk about physician burnout and mm-hmm. clinician burnout in general. Let's not forget, let's not forget all, all clinicians in the front care and the impact that has had with what you're speaking to, Grace, which is about the patient experience. This is the first health um, that I can remember where they, there does seem to be more conversation and focus on that patient experience. Absolutely. The patient impact pavilion has been patient stories all day, all every day, and has been how is our technologies impacting the patient, patients telling their stories. It's been incredible to see that. Patients on panels. Uh, also, I'm, I'm amazed and thrilled to see so many different voices, in addition to the normal CEOs that we would see right. at a normal right. event like that, just speaking about, speaking on the panels. It's it's uh, you're seeing nurses, all nurse panels. You're seeing patients included on panels. You're seeing physicians on panels. You're seeing CEOs and you're seeing investors on panels. You're seeing folks from pharma and health IT coming on and giving their perspectives. And I think that's what health is doing really well. They're not leaving out a voice. They're really trying to amplify every voice and the pharmacists as well. I've, I've seen um, uh, PBM panels on PBMs and and things to really try to um, pull out and articulate what is happening in each part of this healthcare ecosphere that we're in. Yeah, yeah I mean, 
on the on the topic of the investment side of it, uh, you know, we, we saw this at, at Vive certainly, and I felt this even more um, at at Health. Is just there's an enormous amount of money coming into this space, it, and it's looking for, you know, these right solutions. I mean, you, you can just feel it in from the food to the evening events to whatever, or the whole experience of this show. There's a ton of money that is looking for what is the right place to put my investment in next in, in this industry that is you know 20 percent of the gdp of the united states right. so and and what i've you know seen is these new um data companies emerging whether it's your health gorilla mm-hmm. and evaser and ovalon these sort of middlemen of data and in the in the conversations again going back to what mickey tripathi was talking and these these organizations are trying to figure out what do you do with the unintended consequences of sharing this data? Right. Now, now you've got data from maybe five or six different actors and you have to deduplicate, figure out what's relevant, what's not. I mean, these are big, big problems and they're very complex problems that are going to take a while to figure out. But, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there, I think. I'm yeah. also seeing consumer brands on every corner, which yes. I think is really <laughs> amplifying. So there's these yeah. investors. You're seeing the normal VCs we'd see at a health but now private equity investors right. private coming, equity is here. which is new and is <laughs> yeah. really starting to, to take hold in, in healthcare and healthcare IT. Um, but you're seeing these consumer brands, which makes those investors excited. They mm-hmm. see Amazon, they see Google, they see Instacart, they see, you know, Yahoo, they see all of these large kind of consumer, Google, all these large consumer brands making a play and they're saying, wow, we right. have an exit strategy possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got CVS that purchased Aetna. Right. Um, all of these organizations are getting into the home care space and right. the telehealth space now. So, all of them are getting closer and closer to the consumer. You know, if you were if you were further away before, all of these different pieces are getting much much more tightly wound together, um, which is kind of scary too. Because, you know, is there really a a, a firewall between the Again, I'm going back to the data, the data getting shared between your insurance company and your pharmacy or your home health care provider. You know, this is these are, again, really scary, complex issues that we haven't really figured out yet. And I think there's going to be some bad actors before the DOJ kind of separates all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that, that could be. I, I, I do think here at Health, um, you know, the fact that it is the the health court, healthcare ecosystem and, mm-hmm. you know, their model, of course, is, you know, we want you talking, networking, going to sessions together, eating, drinking, you know, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, obviously not holding everybody hostage here, but they create this environment that keeps you here kind of forcing you to talk to people, right? Yes. And they're really doing it in a way that's entertaining yes. too. There's yeah. puppies on every corner, it <laughs> yes. seems. There's, you know, huge lights. I mean, the <laughs> stimulation overload. You want to get your photo taken for a professional headshot? Yes. We can take care of you. You need a massage? We got you. You need to get your hair done? We got you. You want makeup? <laughs> you, we got you. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, on every corner, there's something to do. So they want you to feel stay. Experiential. Experi- right. Yeah, experience. Yeah. And you eat together. The food is included, which is kind of nice because you don't have to worry and about going food. out. And fi- it's, it's not great just food. food. It's and that's very another food. thing that they did this year is they really marked, you know, dietary. Yes. In the they had a wide variety of offerings for vegetarians. Um, and so I also noticed that in terms of the meals, they had a way more variety this mm-hmm. year, which is helpful for folks with dietary restrictions. Coffee throughout the day because Vive did not have that. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the... I mean, we are in Vegas, right? So, I, I, so, I mean, you know, I I understand the the glitz and the musicians and the puppies and the you know, they're, they're, you know, there's a lot of um, sensory input going mm-hmm. on as you walk around here. Um, does that take away from the seriousness of some of, of, of like these enormous? You know what's challenges? funny? I see a lot of people hanging out in the hallways and chatting. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I, I really think it depends who you ask. Yes. I, I'm entertained by all of that, and I, I am think too. There, I think um, if you want to have the investment community here and and uh, I stakeholders and actors that may not always be in the sort of depths of healthcare IT that we're used to. These are the kinds of things that bring them in. The media people, the investor types, all of that, you know, they definitely respond to that. And I think most people respond to it in one way or, or another. I will say to your point earlier about having everybody in the hall and having the right people in the hall there all the time. It's noticeable. I mean, I was, we came to this show. We've never been to health before. Um, I didn't expect to have a good show. We were, we were more like interested in, you know, are we going to learn what's going on in the industry? And is, is that going to be valuable to us and maybe make some good connections? Okay. Um, We, I think we would have been happy with just that, but you know, we found out even though that our potential customers maybe didn't have a booth, the right people were here walking around and we were able to make really good connections that turn that are you know now leads and all that kind of stuff much more than i was expecting so yeah. you mean, know they, they, they have a lot of people that aren't normally there they have business development people right. that aren't, a lot of shows aren't normally there right. that's a big deal yeah. i was gonna say there's over nine thousand people here <laughs> i was shocked to see every panel i was in was totally packed out and the exhibit hall is quite busy where someone told me that that their their total numbers in the end ended up being north of 12,000. I, I heard it was north wow. of 12,000. Wow. Yeah. Was north of 12. That they was all, the first number. Yeah, yeah huge that numbers like sense. in the last two weeks. Yeah. The other thing too that's interesting, um, and you know, it's too, you know, you know, we went through Vibe that first year, but let's let's talk about um, a little bit the comparison that I'd like to make between HIMSS. Now, HIMSS, of course, is very health IT-centric, although they have broadened over mm-hmm. the years, of course, uh, international. Um, you know, you know, health announced this year in the opening remarks of, you know, Health Europe in 2024 mm-hmm. in Amsterdam. I mean, you can see where they're going. Again, planting the seed in my head because it is more the healthcare ecosystem and it's not just this, you know, health IT centricity, mm-hmm. although health IT, of course, is a big part of anything to do with, you know, healthcare delivery. Um, you know, I began thinking about this. I wonder if health is the conference in a few years that will be the biggest. Yeah, I mean, we tend to compare Vive to Health. I mean, not the least <laughs> reason is because it's like a week before now yeah. that they're doing it sort of on purpose, it seems. Right. And Health has been pretty clear that Vive is supposed to be the direct competitor to, to Hims. Right. But, I mean, from what I've heard, and I wasn't here last year, but you know, people I, were talk- I was talking to are saying, you know, this was half the size if not less, last right. year. So the growth. Oh, I is was here last year, and it was absolutely a third the size. Okay. <laughs> I think I think it was a third. Now, I mean, COVID yeah, probably had impact on that. Yes, but true, I, true. The analogy that I, the question I, I guess I want to ask is, this conference does it have the ability to scale 
like CES, you know, the CES of healthcare, the, C, the you know, the South by Southwest of healthcare. Absolutely, That's where it has the potential. But I will say, time and time again, there is room for both because hymns you're going to get heady educational content that's critical for the industry health you're going to get really important topics that are thought-provoking and important and and that lead to connectivity so i think that there are conversations that you'll have at hymns that are different than the conversations you'll have at health and both might lead to deals honestly to be to be honest and it might be with different people yeah, I, I and think, you've got yeah. that. You've got that seasonality. You got you know the, the spring shows and the fall right. shows, which for us is a big mm-hmm. deal. Um, is to have that second connection point at the end of the end of the season or, or what have you, and or just to keep yourself sort of front of mind to your potential you know customers, or contacts, partners, or whomever. And so that that piece is really valuable. I, I see this, you know, the, the fact that Health and Vive really focus on bringing in the financial community, the investment community, that's very obvious. I think that's a differentiator as well, right? So I don't know. The conversations that I've had this week, to be perfectly honest, a lot of people are thinking that they're going to start spending their dollars at these two conferences rather than HIMSS, particularly as HIMSS has kind of made it um, publicly knowledge, it's public knowledge that that they're really moving into that consulting space as their focus mm-hmm. and they don't seem to be keeping up with you know the needs of of this generation of of people of what they want to have at a, at a trade show yeah i do i do think that you know to both your points actually i think that um vibe and hymns even though they are two conferences that are health it centric right um are different enough that you know i think they'll get to get participation for different reasons. I mean, HIMSS has that big education mm-hmm. focus and, you know, and, and a lot of the frontline clinical people attend. You know, Vive is much like health, very C-level driven mm-hmm. and, of course, tied to Chime. So that, you know, CIO, Chief Innovation Officer, level of attendee. <clears throat> and I think they'll truck along. Um, but They m- will steal from each other. Yeah, they'll be sure. Yeah, there'll be know. some cannibal, cannibalism. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> you know, there'll be some cannibalism, um, but I excuse me, <coughs> I'll edit that out. <coughs> but I I, st- I still get back to this question of whether health, because of the di- not just diversity and you know what we were talking about from panelists and attendees and perhaps even the you know the overall feel right diversity of the vendors and the sessions and again this entire healthcare ecosystem you know where it can go you know you know can it get to you know 50,000 people again you know these large scale events. I honestly think the biggest competition to health is not hymns it's health itself it's like mm. oh, that's a great point right. yeah right right well, and, mean, and some of these like the tech crunches and the other areas where the other conferences where um, maybe a more consumer centric company that happens to be in healthcare, um, which you've seen some of those yeah. here, here mm-hmm. on the floor, um, you know, that are they going to spend their very limited marketing dollars at this show or are they going to spend it at a tech crunch? Where are they more, more likely to find maybe the next investor or their next customer? That gets to be kind of a tricky one to figure out. So I, I, I think that that's, I think that's what health is wanting to their competition to be the the tech crunches of the world rather than the hymns. 
I have to say, like, if you're going to come to health, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> right? Sure. Can we talk about, so it's really interesting that the after parties, right? We're going to talk about after parties here. Um, but um, it's course, interesting to see party. folks are really partnering and aligning on the after parties. In the past, it would be like, oh, this is one brand's after party and you got to right, go to that. Right. But now brands are coming together. And I think with all the layoffs, folks are s- starting to realize we need to be a little bit more financially responsible. Um, and I think that's one of the things driving some of some more strategic partnerships with how people market, mm-hmm. which is very unique to think about the fact that, um, yeah, you can co-market with yep. other companies in a similar space, but maybe not directly competitive with you, and you save some money, and it's the same effect. Are you thinking about the elation in Zeus after party tonight? Maybe. <laughs> I think it has two other companies you're, on that. You're... you're, you're you're too young, and then you're going to go to Ludacris, right? <laughs> but it is interesting thought that you know maybe this is a trend in marketing that is not just health related, but overall something bigger. Are it, we going to see more co-marketing of efforts in healthcare that makes sense? Yeah. Well, especially given the amount of spend that's happening at some of these you know evening events, where you know you're in a very expensive swanky las vegas location and it's all the food and all the drinks and everything's very high quality i mean that's a lot to ask for for one organization to be spending your marketing dollars i mean to get to another point that i wanted to talk about here that there's there's certainly some companies that you wonder you know you've never heard these companies names before and all of a sudden you know they're on every billboard on the Las kind of Vegas crazy, Strip, crazy. and they're in the healthcare technology space. Like, what is going on? Um, you know, to invoke a little bit of the olive that we saw at, at, at Vive last year. Yeah. You know, who, who's the next one of those? And uh, and you know, I've never heard of this company before. What do they do? So, yeah. and can they even explain it to you when you go so and ask them? So many dollars have been spent on this event. That is for sure. It's, it's almost like you know, for three years, nothing was spent, and now it's like. Boom, or dump it, or you know, that could be. I, you know, those are really interesting, big picture. I think kind of um, questions you have to ask yourself. You know, especially our years of experience with going to Hims, where you know, mm-hmm. a few companies just dominate the landscape, and everybody else gets yeah, lost. Three tiered. Yeah, that is not happening here. Not happening um, here. Cer- certainly, though, I remember those days <laughs> very well. Um, you know, the the days of the you know, triple-decker Cerner booths yeah. or, or McKesson. But, you know, in those days, to me anyway, it tended to be limited to the companies that were already the big gorillas right. in the space, right? And so what seems weird to me at, at, at Five and then now at, at Health is these companies that you just, you've never heard of before and all of a sudden right. they're, like, you're, they're splashed everywhere. So. Mm. It's like, where did that money come from? Yeah, where did right. that money come from? How long is that going to stay? How long is you know, what are, what are their whatever Series A investors thinking about? You know, this this way of spending their money. Anyway, you guys are probably way too. I mean, it's a little reminiscent of me of the dot com bust in two thousand. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. where people were spending crazy money on marketing, and like it went from you know high high to like 
overnight, just, you know, dot, dot. But, but That's exactly what I was thinking. That's about. absolutely. That's exactly Once what I've been again, thinking about all week. Yeah. We're such a good band. Once again, we're like, you know, we get it, right? And from the PR perspective, one thing that I've been really excited to see is how much media has been here. A lot They've of media. They've done tremendous right, right. Uh, outreach to media, making it, giving caregiver grants, things so that folks can attend, and making it very easy for media to do their interviews here, their, right. have their conversations here. Media are having great, you know, introductory kind of briefing kind of conversations like putting a face to a name um, and it's very exciting to see because I think you know in COVID we obviously couldn't get together and there's a lot of virtual right. and you know there's a lot of new journalists up and coming journalists in the health tech space and they're you know getting their bearings and and they're really starting to put faces to names and figure out you know how how folks fit together and fit in the landscape and it's exciting to see that because we haven't seen a lot of media attending they've had travel bans etc sure. and those have been lifted to for the most part, and analysts as well, um, to attend these events and to really understand the landscape in a more personal way. Yeah, right. I don't really remember seeing the presence of like Axios and right, Yahoo, right, right, finance, right. and all well, that. Well, even like Politico is a great example. Yeah, they right. never had a health tech, right. like really. They had a, would have like a healthcare person, but never really health. Now they have a full health tech newsletter right. with four journalists on it, <laughs> and this, it's you know that's a new one, right? And that's great. We love to see that. And th- this to me is the the brilliance of you know the, the swankiness, I guess, if you will, of, of make making health tech sexy to the investment community, the media mm-hmm. community, because the truth of the matter is healthcare is personal to everyone. We're all patients, mm-hmm. right? And so what's going on with your health should be relevant and what's going on in the industry should be relevant to everybody. It should be accessible to everybody. And I think that's kind of what the Vive and Health are sort of bringing to this industry is that accessibility to folks that were not necessarily you know, interested and grounded in what was going on before. Yeah. A couple other conversations that I've been hearing, which has been really interesting, folks that I've thought to be long time competitors having conversations and saying, you know, we're both going to the same place. We both have the same goal. How can we align? Right. right. And they're direct competitors, but they're saying, no, wait, we both do this and we both have these huge networks. How can we align and still stay separate? You know, maybe at some point in an acquisition, merger, merger, whatever. But at this point, it's conversations like we have the same goal to make care better or to reduce friction or to do X, Y, Z. How can we align? And it's been cool to see in, you know, the hallways and folks like, I can't believe they're talking to each other and then saying, asking them after. So what was that about? And it's we're going to try to work together. Nice. And yeah, the investment cool to see the investment that. community brings that as well because mm. you know if you're investing mm. in a portfolio of different companies, you want that kind of I hate these words synergy, but those sort of additive benefits to happen between those companies to make it all work together. Better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Final final thoughts. I would say you know health is absolutely a show people should check out. I think whether you're in healthcare IT, you're in pharma, life sciences, I think could have even more of a say here, you know, whether you're B2B or B2C or B to anyone. Uh, <laughs> I think that it has a space for everyone just because of the um, kind of aura of inclusivity that it has. Um, I would say come prepared to, uh, to meet folks outside of your side of things like yeah, if you're sure. a health IT expect to meet folks that are 
you know, in pharma and expect to have conversations about what it might look like to work together. What is, what, you know, uh, what does it look like to be, you know, in this industry, but in separate sides? You know, I think that's, that's something that you can kind of anticipate and come ready to have fun. That's for sure. Absolutely. Come ready to have fun. I mean, for us, we, we definitely have made the decision that this is going to be on our, our circuit of, of, uh, trade shows and conferences that we go to during the year for us it's super valuable to have something the second part of the year um, to keep that connection in front of people and quite frankly to see what's happening not just in the direct health IT space but but health in general where things are moving um, in in the the world of health I mean one of the really interesting things that we saw today was a company called Hurdle, I believe. Hurdle. Hurdle, yeah. And they're basically like a drop shipping company for lab tests. So you're on a <laughs> telehealth visit with your with your yeah. doctor, and instead of sending you to your local lab, um, they just press a button and you get a lab kit shipped to your home so that you can do whatever that just test like that. is at home. I mean, I'm giving free advertising to this company now, but, <laughs> but just you know these these really interesting new models, and and it's that that's where that's the kind of model of where things mm-hmm. are going to go. Right. I I've been seeing companies too, just AI, digital biomarkers, automation at every kind of turn. And it's really cool to see that because there is some type of hope in that. Maybe things will get better and easier. Maybe care will be less, you know, full of friction. If we can have software take care of some of the manual workload that's burdening everybody. Right. Well, obviously, um, we're going to have another uh, reunion in Vive in Nashville, right? 2023. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Can't wait. Can't wait. (laughs) James Grace, thanks again. Thank you so much for having us. It's been great. You can learn more about James Ada at Metacomp.com and follow him on Twitter at HealthTechJames and find Grace at ACMarketingPR.com and on Twitter at HighTWithGrace with the H-I standing for Health IT. You can learn more about this show on HealthCareNowRadio.com. Have a topic or guest suggestion for the show? Email me at Carol at HealthCareNowRadio.com and be sure to connect with me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Until next time, I want to know, what's your tagline? <laughs>